Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Car Guy podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. Mr. Quick Pick is the opportunity for you to start your own roadside assistance business. If you have more investment energy than investment capital, stop working for someone else. Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road is the opportunity to have your own home-based business, working directly with auto clubs and leveraging a national brand and marketing strategy. Mr. Quick Pick helps people who have run out of gas, lock their keys in their car, or need a jump start. An A-plus rated company with a Better Business Bureau and the three-time winner of the Member's Choice Award for customer service. This could be the chance you've been looking for to serve others at the point of crisis and even share your walk with Christ. So whether you're looking for a business opportunity or in need of emergency roadside assistance, choose Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road, mrquickpick.com. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Would you make a deal to trade up to $300 in cash for one of those three doors, knowing that behind one of them is $2,005 worth of valuable merchandise? Let's make a deal! That driving feeling Oh, that driving feeling Christian Car Guy Radio Show I say this calls for action and now Nip it in the bud Nip it in the bud You got to nip it in the bud Negotiations Bible style Bible style Bible, 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 Bible Negotiation Bible style. It's a new Ford Mustang. Open door number two. You got the big deal of the day. Oh, oh. It's time for Let's Make a Deal. Let's make a deal. <laughs> you know, it's funny, but that word today, that very word deal, it it kind of makes me cringe. Uh, sort of crazy when I think I spent I really did spend 40 years of my life working in car dealer <laughs> dealerships. I never even thought about the word of where we work. If you're a car dealer, you are right there in the dealership. You know, I guess that God had seen the pain that it was in my heart that, that kind of led me to do this show over that whole cringing of the idea of deal. And so on today's show, I'd like to explore why that makes me cringe. And the, what, the reason it makes me cringe is because that lure of the deal, that bad deal, uh, it's just caused a whole lot of people a whole lot of problems. So on today's show, I will cover what I consider to be the five fatal mistakes of making a bad car deal. And I would add that usually the culprit is that lure of the deal itself. Oh, I got such a great deal. It was such a great deal. I couldn't pass it up. So I'm going to share my list, but on today's show, it would be extra wonderful, really, to get your questions, because your questions, you know, I lived in this for so long, it's hard for me to see sometimes the forest for the trees. So your questions are so insightful to me and uh, to the other listeners who are probably struggling with the same thing. So when on the subject of car dealing, uh, I wonder if you would like to know some things, and if you would, call us, 866 348 seven eight eight four eight six six three four truth 
if you're digitally gifted, maybe you can dial that. But maybe you've wondered, when is the best time to buy a car? Have you ever wondered that? You could call us, 866-348-7884. Is it a certain time of the year or a certain time of the month that's better? We could discuss that. Or when's the worst time? You know, when's the worst time to buy a car? Um in the year or in the month or or maybe even in the day. Have you ever considered that? <laughs> I can assure you, I've seen a lot of it, a lot of it. Maybe you wonder if you should take the rate or the rebate. Well, that's why I'm here. Call us, 866-348-7884. Or maybe you're wondering, should you trade your car or sell it yourself? My answer might surprise you, and it actually depends a great deal on your car. What you're driving as to whether you should sell it yourself or whether you should trade it in, often people don't realize that, that, that their car is in such demand by car dealers, they'd be crazy to sell it themselves because they'll get more money if they go to a dealership. So, yes, I want to have your questions today at 866-348-7884, and we will discuss the five worst mistakes you can make, in my opinion, and how to avoid all that. And... How to avoid it, interestingly, today comes up in our appraisal by the Real Black Book. That's where we search the Bible <coughs> for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. It just so happens that the same advice I would give to help you with your car dealing has to do with the word covenant. And the biblical ramifications of that word will bring light to even the darkest car deals. And I'm going to share that with you coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by The Real Black Book. And, of course, all this information, as always, I would point out, is at our website, ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as hundreds of articles. And I wrote all this stuff about the five biggest mistakes. If you can't listen to the show today, you can clearly go to ChristianCarGuy.com. And it's very clear there, podcasts of all sorts of previous shows, all sorts of resources, my favorite of which is actually the Jesus Labor Love. That's car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis, and all the places that help us with that ministry. So if you're looking for a good car repair center in your area, you might check out the Jesus Labor Love because those are the guys that are donating their labor to help single moms and widows. But there's also Christian Car Guy Theater. What a great thing that is. And all those podcasts are absolutely of the Christian Car Guy Theater episode are all free. It's all right there at ChristianCarGuy.com. And, of course, you can find out even what some of the latest things we're working on. But we have uh, Drew is in Greenville, South Carolina, and he's got a used car suggestion for us. So we're going to take that right off, and you can call us with your question or maybe you got a suggestion, 866-348-7884. Drew, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, we've been looking for a used Jeep recently. And I know a lot of people can't afford a brand new car or what have you, but I, no dealers mentioned or anything. Um, I was looking at a vehicle. They gave me a Carfax. I wrote down the VIN number and double-checked it. The Carfax they gave me did not match the Carfax I ran. And it's, it's not a plug for Carfax, but, um, you know, for 50 to 60 bucks, you can run five vehicles or whatever right. and double-check that VIN number. The one they were trying to sell me, was actually a salvage title vehicle, and that is not the Carfax they gave me. Wow! So Carfax basically um, does <laughs> like uh, any insurance claims and stuff, you know, stuff like that. So just do your due diligence, and it, it's a rather cheap investment when you're spending, especially if you're on a low income. 
you know, five or six grand on a used car. That, yeah, sure. That's a great point, Drew. And I th- let's talk about that a second. Because a lot of people okay. may not know what a car, you know, car, Carfax. Car, yeah, right. they, they show a Fox, so I just immediately want to say Carfax, but it's Carfax. In fact, there's an app right. that you can get on your phone, which is actually pretty handy. But what Carfax does is they have a phenomenal resource that's connected to all the insurance companies. It's connected to many, many, many repair facilities as well. And so all these people are reporting into a main database where these people can see the repairs that have been done to a car. Uh, It's shocking, isn't it, when you looked at the report, how many places, you know, you could tell where they had the oil change, the warranty repairs, all those things. But also, for example, one one Jeep, uh, just a regular Jeep, Cherokee, not a Grand Cherokee I was looking at, I found out that vehicle, I believe, belonged to a service member, and that vehicle had actually been to Germany and back. <laughs> so it's international Jeep. There you yeah, go. Yes, as well. So. And so, yeah, it one of the things that a lot of people don't realize, unless they ever get involved with one, is when you buy a salvage vehicle, what that means is that the vehicle was... To what they would call a total loss. The insurance company thought yep. it was too expensive to repair to justify paying the money to fix it. And right. so it, it was worth the, the value of what the vehicle was worth. Right. Yes. And so when you buy a salvage vehicle, that's a car that somebody has put back together in an effort to make a lot of money because the, the value of a salvage car is nowhere near that of a regular car. And so it really is a trap in many cases, uh, salvage vehicles. But sometimes, well, you know, there's people that do that and, and they come out okay. Right. Well, I found out, like, especially with the storms and the hurricanes, I did some more research and found out this was one that was flooded. So although it's in great shape and stuff and, you know, stuff like that, I was expecting, being that it was a salvage title, wiring problems or computer problems or something like that down the line, which is why I avoided that vehicle. Yeah. There are all sorts of situations, water that can get into the transmission, water that can get into the axles. There's all sorts of things that happen down the road. Flood vehicles are very, very scary stuff. And, and you know, after hurricanes and after things like that, there are tons of those that get out there. And, of course, somebody comes across a car like that and they go, oh, well, I, this is an opportunity for making a lot of money. They clean the title. They make a Carfax that looks, you know, <laughs> real, even though it's not real. And but right. But as Drew pointed out, it's so easy these days to go get your own Carfax. It's not expensive and get your own information, not necessarily that, which not to say that you shouldn't trust people out there selling cars because I did it for years and it always kind of hurt my feelings when people didn't trust me. But there's <laughs> due diligence, like Drew says. I, I, great suggestions, Drew. Thank you for calling in today. Thank you. God bless. So maybe you got a suggestion. Maybe you got a question along these lines that we raised in your mind. That's what we're here for. 866-348-7884 is a number to call in and share, you know, these traps that are out there that have cost a lot of people a lot of money, but, you know, by somebody else's mistakes, you can <laughs> save a bunch. So we're going to get into these five worst mistakes I believe you can make when buying a car. Um, and we would love to hear yours. Please call us back during the break. You got plenty of time. We got lots of lines open. 866 348 7884. You call us. Here come the Dutch boys. 
those good guys are back. With a look in their eye. They mean business this time. Their deals are great. Now's the time to buy. See the Dodge Boys now for a new kind of deal. Now here's a car partner you just can't beat. Coronet's the name, and it's a real family treat. Feature for feature, Dodge Coronet's got more. What we call standard, others charge you for. Join the Dodge Rebellion. That deals <laughs> are flying out there. Let's make a deal today on the Christian Car Guy Show. We are talking about... What are the five fatal mistakes of a deal? Or maybe you've got some questions along those lines. Maybe you got a story. We would love to hear it. 866-348-7884. The show is live, and we love it when you call in. Again, the number is 866-348-7884. We're talking deals today or maybe mistakes. We got Bill is in Greensboro, North Carolina. He's got a Carfax story. Oh, we lost Bill somewhere along the line. Bill, call back, call back at 866-348-7884. With, he had a Carfax story. I'd be anxious to hear it. Um, the questions that, that the, to get off on the list that I was talking about, the five fatal mistakes that I think people make when they buy a car, and again, I, see, I saw these all the time, uh, when you do this for a living and you see people buying car after car after car. And so here they are in the order that... Uh, that I put them is, which are the most critical mistake. So the first one is if you buy something that's not safe, which gets to this Carfax issue, you know, buy a vehicle that is, you know, got a salvage history of those kind of things. The most thing, important thing you got to do, obviously, for your family is to buy a safe car. And, you know, that is where I think we do our homework and try to figure out, especially <laughs> I can remember when my kids you know, we're going to start to drive. And all of a sudden, you know, I didn't want them in that little bitty car of some kind. I wanted them in something that I knew would was be safe and something that I knew would have analog brakes and the, and the more recent, you know, safety equipment and airbags. And I know of a lot of different safety equipment that's in cars. And I think it's worth every moment that you spend trying to um, determine whether or not the vehicle that you are buying is safe. And, and so that is number one on my list of mistakes that you do not want to make. The, the first thing you want to make sure you get is a safe car. And uh, with that, we've got Vicki is in Charlotte, North Carolina. She's got a question for us. Hope Bill calls us back. Vicki, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Uh, good morning. How are you doing today? Wonderful. What you got for us? Good, good. Well, listen, I, I had uh, some suspension work done on my car. Uh, what's it? Week before last, and the the uh the charge, the total charge came up to uh one thousand six hundred ninety six dollars and thirty four cents. Wow! And so I'm just saying, was that did I get cheated, or was that a good price? He 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 said he put on the the right strut, the left strut, the rear suspension. And let me see. I'm reading this paperwork here. And uh, what kind of what kind of be, what kind of car was it? It it's a Nissan Maxima, uh, 2000, and uh, it's it only has 103 miles on it. 103,000. Uh, yeah, 103,000 miles on it. Yeah, and uh, but but I, when I took it 
over the spring to get it tuned. Uh, well, you know, to get it the oil changed and all that stuff at the Nissan place. Uh, I'll say uh, <laughs> a couple of days after that, it seemed like it was riding. It was bumpy, and I didn't know what was wrong, so I thought maybe it just needed air in the tires. But So I didn't want to take it back there, you know, and so I took it to the uh, National Tire and Battery place. So was that a, is that a good price for to get that done? Because it would seem like, it, I don't know that they had, I don't know, I don't know. If well, Vicki, you know, it's, it's, it's easy. It's easy to second guess people that are kind of in that situation, but it's a it's a two thousand model car. So, you know, at this point in time, it's, it's nearly seventeen years old. It might be seventeen or eighteen years old. Mm-hmm. And over a time, even though it only has one hundred and three thousand miles, there's a lot of rubber. There's a lot of parts in there that wear, mm-hmm. whether or not you're driving the car or not. And so, mm-hmm. as that, it's when he talked about the struts, there's parts in those struts that dry out and they begin to leak. And when they mm-hmm. do, you know, the, the biggest issue is your safety. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and when the suspension is not doing what it's supposed to be doing, a lot of people don't realize how unsafe that is because, you know, you, you need to hit your brakes because of whatever happened. And if all of a sudden you hit a bump at the same moment, the suspension didn't what it, do what it's supposed to do. Your tires can't get back on the ground and you can't stop. Or you swerve and the car doesn't swerve. Or you hit a bump and you lose control of the car and you end up hitting a tree or flipping or, you know, all those things. And so, number one, I, I'm really glad that the man did what he was, what he felt like he should do to make your car safe. Because that's, there's nothing more important than that, Vicky. It does, mm-hmm. it, it, without knowing exactly what all he did, uh, it's hard to say. But the, here's the good news. Mm-hmm. that those things should last you another 17 years now that they put them on new and that mm-hmm. um, it won't wear out tires. I bet you your tires were worn out or they was wearing tires bad based on what was going on. Yeah. Well, he, he said that uh, the next time I come back, if I didn't come there, I needed to, you know, get some new tires. Cause he said when it was time for the new inspection, which, which is in August for the right. inspection, he said it, probably won't pass inspection he said but right now the tires were all right but he did show he did say show different places he said how it was wearing the tires because of what had happened to the you know the suspension uh, uh system right and, yeah. and and so you know with the with the new suspension system your tires will last longer your car will be safer and again to me, if you can get your car and you know that it's going to get you where you need to be and you could afford the repair and all, then I say, all right, I'm glad. And so I, my, my initial take on that is I think you did the right thing. And again, I, you know, it's hard to say when you don't know all the facts, but Vicki, it's, it's good to know that you're safe and that your car's going to be okay. Oh, okay. All right. And, and one more question. Well, I'm glad I did get it done because it rides like, like it used oh, to Oh, good. Ride. <laughs> well, yeah, that's I mean, the deal. It really good because it's not all, ooh, yeah. God. <laughs> well, we come Can back. We gotta, well, we got to go to a break, Vicki, but we come back. We'll get Vicki's other question, and we'll okay. get to these things, other mistakes you can make when buying a car. Thank you, Vicki. Well, hang right, on for you. me.
following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Would you make a deal to trade up to $300 in cash for one of those three doors, knowing that behind one of them is $2,005 worth of valuable merchandise? Let's make a deal! It's a new Ford Mustang! Open door number two! You got the big deal of the day! Oh, whoa! It's time for Let's Make a Deal! Ford <laughs> Let's make a deal today on the Christian Car Guys show. We're so grateful that you are listening in today. We are describing the five fatal mistakes, I believe, in making the wrong car deal and what you can do to possibly avoid those as well as other information that you may want to know about making a deal, when to take the rate, when to take the rebate, when's the best time to buy a car, when's the worst time to buy a car, and those kind of things. And when we just went to a break, we had Vicki on from Charlotte. She had one more question for us. Vicki, you're on the Christian Car Guy show again. <laughs> what was your other question? Well, I, um, the other question was, and, and I listen to you all the time and get good information and good laughs. But the other question was, you said on the website, your website, I can go to that because I am a widow. I can go to that website and and it'll show different, uh, uh, you know, uh, all those shops and different places that'll be a good places for me to go. And I won't feel like, oh, am I being right. taken advantage of anything? Is that, would that be on that website? It is. That's a great question, Vicki. I'm so glad you asked it. Yes. Thank you. If you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you can see right on the big menu strip across the top, it says Christian Car Care Centers. The only way that they can get on my list of Christian car care centers is to be those involved in the Jesus Labor Love, which is car repair for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. So, you know, if you ever got to the point where you couldn't pay for it or something like that and it was a crisis or you needed my help, then by all means, uh, contact the Jesus Labor Love. There would be a form that if you, if you go to the Jesus Labor Love page, which is also there, which is exactly for that, for people that need help, mm-hmm. there's a form that you fill out that tells us what kind of car you have and all those kind of things. And uh, often, you know, a a lot of folks, like I I was thinking about it during the break, that I would love to have talked to you before you spent the $1,600. Not that that $1,600 wasn't a good thing to spend, but it would have been nice for me. And I, and I will do this for people do it all the time. They'll contact me and say, Robbie, will you see if this seems like it's a good deal? And I'll be more than happy to call the people doing the repair and have them explain it to me because I understand they they speak my language or I speak their language and I can come back and say, oh, yeah, those are things you really ought to have done or those aren't things that you could probably wait another six months and those kind of things based on what, you know, that we're here. So, you know, you have a friend in the car business at any point in time. My email address is listed right there at christiancarguy.com. And I get questions like that all the time. And if there's any way in the world I can help anybody, I always try to do that. And you may wonder, wow, Robbie, you do that all across the country? Well, you know, I have some volunteers that help me and some other things. But we really, that's what we're here for. That's why God gave us this ministry was to help folks. Because, you know, Jesus wants you to get, be, you know, in a safe position with your car. And he, and he wants you to, to um, be a good uh, steward of what he's given you. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to make sure that I 
Did I get it done? <laughs> okay. I will never forget. And I'm going to tell all the widows I know. <laughs> Please do. All That's right. what we're there for, Vicki. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye-bye. And so along those lines, I will note, <laughs> I love it when people volunteer that maybe you would like to be, <clears throat> you know, you have the expertise in the car business and you speak that language and you would like to help widows and single moms and people's people that need help along those lines. Or maybe you want to help out financially or whatever the situation may be. Those resources are all there at ChristianCarGuy.com and that's what they're there for because, you know, God gave us this ministry so we could you know, help each other. And I love doing it and and nobody gets a bigger blessing out of it than I do. So getting back to let's make a deal, because it it, it really was on my heart this week, this whole concept of covenant, which we're going to get to in our appraisal by the real black book. And what is a covenant? What does that mean biblically? But essentially a deal comes from underneath that. And so a lot of people, they go out and they make deals based on the deal. And so that's where they get caught sometimes. So my number two fatal mistake, which, by the way, I should mention again, if you have a question, please call us. 866 is the number, 866-348-7884. And I'd still love to hear that at Carfax story, 866-348-7884. So my number two fatal mistake is to buy something that's not reliable, which gets back to the Carfax again, which if you're buying a used vehicle, I always recommend, and you'll see this in all my articles I write about you buying used vehicles, that whatever make of vehicle you're buying, to me it's a simple, um, little inexpensive way to help you in your liability issues if you're buying a Jeep, like the young man that, that called in, he was buying a Jeep. If I was going to buy a Jeep, yes, I would do my own Carfax, but I would take it to the Jeep dealer and I would pay, it might cost me $90 to have them check it out, but they look at Jeeps every single day. And they know exactly what to look for in that uh, 2014 Jeep. Those are the, you know, the thing that goes wrong with them. Or the 2003 Jeep. What, what goes wrong with that one? And Because they see it every day. So when they check out your car, not only are you going to get an idea of, of things that you may have coming up, but also now you, you have a built-in relationship with somebody at least is a little bit familiar with a car. So, again... Number two problem is you want to purchase a vehicle that's reliable. You want to make sure that you, if you're buying a used car, especially that you have it checked out both through Carfax, as we talked about, but also by the, the dealer of the manufacturer that you're buying it from. If it's a Mazda dealer, a Hyundai, whatever it is, they're the ones that are experts on that car. They go to school. When I was a Chrysler dealer, nobody realized how much money we had to spend every single year to make sure all our technicians went to the latest school on all the latest things. Well, there's no way that independent shops can even have those resources to send them to the schools, nor do they have the tools. And so, yes, car dealers are a little bit more expensive to do repairs, but they are way better trained and they have way better tools. And so depending on what's going on, and again, independents, feel free to call in and and speak up because independents have a lot of training and and a lot of times, like here in our area, there's GT imports. And these people came from the Honda place, and so they had all the training and they had all the tools. So their specialties is Hondas, and I couldn't speak higher for what they do. But again, you know, stinking with people that are experts on that particular car because it's hard to be an expert on everything. Just like, you know, doctors can't be a brain surgeon, you know, and also a dentist. It's just one of those things. (laughs) Number three mistake is the vehicle you purchased is beyond your means to pay for it. And that may mean that 
the payments are too high, or it may mean that you didn't need to go into debt to begin with. The, the issue is, is that people get into a car that they can't afford, and that either leads to more debt problems or it leads to stress in their family. Um, I can't tell you, this is the one that broke my heart just all the time. And so knowing your budget, sticking to your budget, and understanding your budget, and even if you saved a gob of money to get this car, if you don't, can't afford it, you know, and then you can't keep it. It ends up costing you a fortune. So stay within your budget. Stay within your means. That's the number three mistake. The number four mistake is the vehicle you purchased is not what you need. <laughs> I'll never, ever, ever forget as long as I live. It was a Halloween night, 10 o'clock at night. These people wanted to buy a car, which, by the way, late in the evening is not a bad time to wear out a car salesman. <laughs> And these people were wearing me out. They wanted to buy a, um, at the time, we sold Firebirds. I was a Pontiac sales manager. And they were buying this Firebird, and she was pregnant. And in those days, there was no room in the backseat of a Firebird, and the door was huge in order to get it in. And I just pictured these people trying to struggle to get this baby in this car seat. And I was like, really, is this what your family, you know, you're at this point. And, and, and they looked at me, and I'll never, ever forget it. They said, Robbie. We love you, but if you don't sell us this car, we'll go somewhere else and buy one because we're going to buy a Firebird. So they bought a Firebird, and it was what they needed because it was what they wanted, and I understand that. But those are things to consider is what are your long-range terms with your family? Maybe you need a truck. Maybe those things would be more handy for you. So to sit down and really plan long-term, you know, what really works for your family because the idea is that the longer you can keep whatever it is that you're buying, the 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 more it will be that you save you resources to, for your family and es essentially to be able to tithe and everything else. All right. <laughs> My number five on the list, which actually in a way for me is number one on the list. It, it will do you the least amount of harm, but it is the most common mistake. And it's the one I hate to see more than any of them. And that's when the people, the people buy a car that they didn't really want. You see, they let the salesman talk them into it, or the deal drew them into buying a car they didn't want. They really, really, really wanted a red one, but they're going to save you $300 to buy this one in stock to get the green one. But you really wanted a red one. Well, see, this messes with your life a lot more than you think it does, because when you buy the car you want and you really love the car you have, you keep it. And when you keep your car, it saves you gobs of money. I could go on and on and on about buying the car you want. It's very, very, very important. But, of course, we listed it all there at ChristianCarGuy.com. And when we come back, I'm going to get all into this covenant thing. And what does that mean to cut a deal? Born of wounds from Jesus' side. Saints of God and heirs with Christ. The veil was torn, creation cried. The bride was born from Jesus' side. Fashioned from the dust, molded by the hands of one who breathed to life an earthly son, made for fellowship with God. Born of wounds from Adam's side, given to the man of bride. Made a trust with sin and died, and birth the fall of all mankind. Born 
the bride was born from Jesus' side, a concept that has a whole lot to do with deals. It has to do with a covenant, and we're going to talk about that and why that may be the answer to getting on track with your car deals. In my opinion, it has everything to do with that, and in our appraisal by the Real Black Book today, I want to take us there. I know it's kind of deep, and we got to swim around here where Matthew Henry said where elephants don't touch bottom, but you got to get there, and I, I think you're going to really like this. It really, really blessed me this week. It's amazing what the Puritans knew and what I don't, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, you may be saying, what does this have to do with a car deal? Well, here's where it has to do with a car deal. I believe uh, that a lot of us are out there going, how can I buy a car that I can afford? At the same time, it has to be safe. It has to be reliable. How can I do all that at the same time and make sure it's still what I really want? How do I do all that? Well, that's where prayer comes in. <laughs> Not just prayer, but believing, prevailing, and constant prayer. I mean, Jesus is the answer. And the concept of real deal comes actually from that word covenant. When I talked about that throughout, and you know, we want to get there because the inside understanding of the word covenant really gives you a lot of answers that you may be wondering about, but I... I find it more than fascinating. And so if you go to the Jewish encyclopedia, because, you know, obviously they're the ones that understand Hebrew better than anybody. And here's how the Jewish encyclopedia describes the word covenant, which again, we get our contracts and the idea of deal. And so the word Hebrew in Hebrew for covenant is barah, which means to cut or to cut a deal. So stay here, stay with me here. We're going to get there. So a covenant is agreement between two contracting parties. Originally, it was sealed with blood, a bond or a law, a permanent religious dispensation. The old primitive way, this will get you, the old primitive way of concluding a covenant was to cut, the, the two covenants would cut each other's arms and suck each other's blood, the mixing of the blood rendering the brothers of the covenant. And so, when Jesus was talking about <clears throat> drinking his blood, the, the, he understood what the word covenant meant, right? Because these guys would cut each other's arms, and, they, and this we're talking about this was Jewish tradition. And so the word barah, again, came from the root of the word to cut. And so, as you may know, when the covenant was made with the Jews— there's obviously some cutting involved with circumcision. There's obviously some cutting involved with Abraham and his, you know, what he was doing when he separated those animals, and, and, and you're familiar with that. But had you ever thought that maybe the first covenant wasn't with Noah or with Abraham, but it was actually made with, with Adam and his rib, right? God had to cut him to get in there and to take that rib, now, stay with me. <laughs> so I want you to think about that because I was reading this week in the, in the, it's called the Full Armor of God by William Gurnall, and he quoted this Latin, which said just what we heard in that song, the bride of Christ came from Jesus' side. And when I was thinking about that, I couldn't help but remember what Jesus told Nicodemus at night, right? You remember in John 3, right before he said, for God so loved the world, Jesus said, truly, truly, say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he's talking about water and the blood, he can't enter the kingdom of God. But when the soldiers pierced Jesus' side, this is John 19, right, with a spear, 
out came water and blood. Now, this is no small wound because you remember what Thomas said when he was doubting? He said, I want to stick my hand in that wound. And, and Jesus even told him later, stick your hand. We're talking about a big wound right there at the rib. So when Jesus was at the Last Supper and he was telling him, right? He took the cup after supper. He said, this is a new covenant in my blood, a covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. So when we're drinking Jesus' blood, it has to do with this wound. But had you ever thought that God knew? I I was thinking about this all week, and I just can't get it out of my mind. God knew when he fashioned Adam that when he took that rib, it was going to be a picture of what would happen to Jesus at the cross. He was fashioning the bride of Christ, he was fashioning you and me <laughs> that would eventually come out of Adam's rib. And you remember what Adam said? He was so pumped up when Eve was born. I mean, when Eve showed up on the scene, he said, this is now flesh of my flesh and, and bone of my bone. I mean, this is an exciting thing. And that's how excited Jesus is about you, about you, his bride. And that's why prayer is so critical to our covenant with God. See, he's living his life through us. We are his bride. And he's all about you getting the vehicle that, that, that you want and that you need. And he's all about these things. But like with so many situations in our life, are we going to humble ourselves and ask for help? <laughs> if you, my wife would tell you, Robbie's the worst about asking for help. Will we humble ourselves and ask for help, first of all, from God? Will we say, Lord, we need, we need you to help us with this car purchase, to make sure that this is the car that meets the need, that I won't be so unhappy with because I got so cheap that I was, you know, being so that I, I was unhappy with this car and I had to trade it. That happens all the time. But will it be a safe car for my family? Will it be a reliable car? All these things Jesus wants to help us with. But honestly, the greatest things that ever happened in the history of the world happened through prayer. See what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane? The last thing he did on the cross, it was all there in prayer. It was all there in prayer for Noah. It was all there in prayer for Abraham. It was all there in prayer for all the godly men. All these situations happened through prayer. And simply put, your car deal is there too. Now, the other thing I would point out, that you have all these other resources, all these other brothers and sisters that you know, that also want to pray for you. So if you have a need and you're out there buying a car, why not share that? Would you pray for me on this? Or maybe go to somebody that knows something about cars that would help you either with the repair of your car or with buying a car. You know, I'm looking at this. I'm, I'm considering this. How do I get a Carfax? How do I do these things? How do I, how do I answer some of these questions? Those things are all available to you through all these other brothers and sisters, often in your own Sunday school class or your community where that may be, you lift up the prayer request and it's there. If you do not have anybody like that, please, you, you listen to me on Saturdays, by all means, go to my website, christiancarguy.com. There, you'll find a, a tab that just says Robbie. It has my story, but it also has my email address. And by all means, email me or go to the Jesus Labor Love and, and ask for a request if you need help with a car repair or something like that. That's what we are here for that we will not. But again, as you hear this and you're thinking, wow, I would love to do that. By all means, email me and say, Robbie, I would love to do that. I could use all the help I could get. I'm praying that God will provide more helpers because, you know, as we work at this together, it's amazing what 
what God will do through us. So I hope you enjoyed this. By the way, that song about Jesus' side, just an amazing song. It's at the website on this post, Let's Make a Deal, as well as a picture of Jesus' side and this whole concept of verses that I'm using. And think about it this week, man. It's just what a picture. God was pulling that rib out and thinking someday he's got Robbie, he's got Kim, he's got all these people in mind that are going to be the bride of Christ. And so for that reason, slow down. (laughs) Jesus walked everywhere he went. 